Hello there, welcome to this week's Bet McLean Football Show. The biggest game of the weekend is Ballymena Glenavon on Friday night. And ahead of that fixture, we are joined by Ballymena's James Knowles. As well as Stephen Beacom, this week on the show, we are joined by former Cliftonville manager, Jared Little. Let's do it. Jared, James, you're very welcome. Thanks for coming on the show, gentlemen. Um, we're going to start with... 3-0 win last weekend against Crusaders and what's the mood in the camp? Yes, very good. We knew going into the game that it was going to be very difficult. Even Biko picked up on it that he thought Crusaders were going to win 2-1. Um, we knew we were going into a very difficult game. Um, uh, earlier on the season we had drew two each against them. I thought we were unlucky not to pick up three points down there. But on Saturday I thought we competed very well. Um, from early doors and uh, I thought in the end we were convincing 3-0 winners. Um, Sean O'Neill um, for the Crews will be disappointed I'm sure with a couple of the goals. Yeah of course I think possibly the third one I think Andy McGorry's went to head it down into the bottom corner and they sort of caught him off guard a wee bit and it's just went into the roof of the net so yeah some of the I think the last two goals the defending they could have done a wee bit better but I thought we had a lot of chances in the game and, and as I say, we were very convincing. Um, a lot's been made of the amount of new signings this season and it's been seen in other teams where that hasn't worked in other leagues. Uh, has it surprised you by how well all you guys have gelled in the football that you're playing? Yeah, well, I think there was eight or nine signings that was brought in and there were sort of players that weren't really squad players, if that makes sense. There were players that were sort of coming in expecting to play week in, week out. Um, we knew that that was going to generate a lot of competition throughout the squad, but it's been done in a very good way. The competition where uh, everyone's playing their part, there's players coming in, and I think it keeps a lot of the players on their toes too and gets the best out of them. Um, I mean, on Saturday there you have Jim Irwin and Tony Kane not in the, st the starting lineup, and you always know there's going to be players there to replace you that, that's going to do the job with the experience I have. You seem to me, Noelsy, at this stage in the season as if you're really enjoying your football. You, you're, you're playing brilliantly. We were talking about it before. That Biko referred to you as a Stephen Gerrard in Palomina. Well, yeah, well, I, I love watching Noelsy play. He pings balls all around and whenever he's playing in a confident fashion, he's one of the best players to, play, to watch in the league. But is it, is it that enjoyment factor that's bringing out the best news? Because it, it just seems from that, like you're playing really fun football as well as good football? Yeah, well, of course, I, that's my sort of job. I like to get on it and sort of make everything tick. Um, and that sort of happens through hard work. we got to remember that that's what it's took to get us in the position we are now. And, you know what I mean, if, if you're not getting results on Saturdays and, and so on, you're not going to enjoy it. And it, it sort of breeds confidence throughout the squad. So I'm, I like to say I'm a confidence player. And when I do that, I like to think that I'm one of the best in the league. What about the David Jeffrey factor? How's that working out for you? Yeah, uh, that's one of the reasons why I signed for the club. Uh, I thought he would get the best out of me, and that's something I need. I need to bring a bit more consistency into my game. And you know, the best players in the league uh, on their off day, they're sort of a seven out of ten, and I sort of you know, need to bring that into my game and sort of keep doing it week in week out. Uh, you signed for for Davy back at the Blues many years ago. Yeah, after winning the league with Cliftonville. 
Jared wasn't too happy then. Um, I had signed, I think it was 19, but at the time I thought maybe it wasn't the right time. I was maybe too young, didn't understand the game as much as I should have, and I didn't get as much game time as I liked, but that was a factor as well why I signed for Davey, because I knew he was uh, very professional, professional, knew how he worked, and there was no reason why I wanted to go back to work for him. Jared, are you surprised by what David Jeffrey and the boys are doing at Ballymena with regards to all those new players? No, not at all. Because listen, you've got the the most one of the most successful managers in the in the in the country, um, and, and a top top manager at that in terms of getting the best out of players. And it doesn't surprise me at all. Any team that David Jeffrey takes, you know, there's always going to be an element of of success somewhere. Um, and you know, I actually tipped Ballymena to be up there this year. I looked at the recruitment that went on in the summer, and, and, and some of the players that he that he brought in, I thought, you know, they're they're good players. You know, James and Jude Winchester's and players like that. I've worked under um, very very talented boys, and coming to a stage maybe in their career where they're they're uh, maturing. James just said there, you know, he he went to Linfield at 19, still a young lad, still learning the game where. Now he's getting in that stage where he's starting to peak and, and obviously Ballymena are going to see the, the best of it. And James obviously referenced um, his time at, at Cliftonville and, and obviously you were responsible for, for bringing Joe back, albeit that off you went. Um, what do you make of what's going on at Cliftonville currently? And they had a cracking one at the weekend and Gormley scoring goals. Well, albeit he didn't score on Saturday, yeah, but, yeah. but it, it, the rest of his game's really good. No, Joe, listen, Joe's a top, top player. You know, he's a top top guy as well, you'll, you'll, you, you, I don't think there's too many in the league will say a bad word about him, um, but you know, the, for Cliftonville, yeah, they're, they're going to be there or about, so you can't, you've a strike force that's potentially the best in the league. Um, obviously I think, you know, Barry Gray that stated last week that they need to tighten up in January in terms of defence and, and stuff, if they can sort that out, you know, they're going to be challenging, there's no doubt about it. And in terms of, it has been a bit up and down for them, but when they get going, they get going, and, and now you've got um, Levi Ives, who's now become the, the set piece yeah, specialist. I've seen that. I wish he had told me up when he was uh, when he was playing with me because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see him hitting too many free kicks, you know. So uh, and, and uh, like the free kicks he's hitting are, are, are top drawer. Levi again is is a great player, a great kid as well. Um, I brought Levi the the club when he was only eighteen and, and played him a full season and. He was uh, he was the, the the oldest 18 year old ever. You know, he was like a, a wee granda. Uh, we called him. You know, you get picture of Levi sitting in the house with his slippers and his pipe at night and and uh, watch, watching Carnation Street. You know, so but yeah, as I say they they Cliftonville. Uh, you know, they've they've some top players there, and I I believe that they'll be definitely up there at the end of the season. Away from Cliftonville, just for now, personally for you, disappointment and obviously leaving the role at Sligo and full time football in the League of Ireland. Um, how are you feeling about the whole thing? Honestly, you know, a lot of people say, geez, you must be, you know, down and, and distracted. And I'm actually not, you know, I believe the, the job that, you know, we done there in, in, in the 18 months that it was there, um, you know, looking back was, was, was decent. You know, we, we took the, the job to, to stabilise the club and, and keep them in the, in the Premier Division and, and, and the League of Ireland, you know, and, and how we done it last year, we done it in the last game of the season, we stayed up. Um, and you know, we, we, we this year we, we probably blotted too many young lads. You know, sometimes the, the, the saying is if uh, young boys will get you the sack, 
I don't think that was the case. You know, we, we give nine under-19s their debut this year and three of them have played over 60-odd games. But in terms of the future of the football club, does that not make you feel proud that you've, you've, you've left them in a position where yes. they've everything to build on? Oh, I, I, I believe and I think the top managers have said it in the past, you know, you're judged on obviously winning and, and you're also judged on what you leave behind and, how, and the state you leave a club in. And when I took the club on, it was, it was, um, it was very challenging. Um, I think now I've left it and I really good state for the next manager to, to come in you know I'll see we were putting foundations in place say the young lads there you know they'll, they'll flourish next year I've no doubt about it and I look forward to, to watching them do that you know I enjoy developing young players as well is trying to win things obviously but that was the big thing there. Pete I have to say Jared's too modest to say it but it's a joke decision from Sligo it really is uh, one of the most baffling decisions in football this year um, there's no doubt about it, you should still be in that job, Jared. Um, I think Sligo have made a mistake, and I think in time that will, will show. But what next for you? Do you want to get straight back in? You know, um, I'm led to believe there's offers already on the table for you. What's on the table? Yeah, and I, listen, that's the, that's the pleasing thing. That's probably the thing that's given me a lift. That, you know, right away I've had a, a few phone calls in, in terms of different, different options. Um, but I'm going to weigh things up. Stephen, to be honest, I, I, I don't want to dive into the suffering right away. I want to just see what's what's there. Um, I have a family holiday, you know, to look forward to. And, and as I say, when I, when I come back from that, you know, we'll make a decision on what's going on. You c- compare the leagues. You know, obviously you've worked in Danske Bank Premiership and obviously doing f- full-time football in the League of Ireland. You know, w- what's the gap? Full-time. Away, but in terms of standard of football standard and standard. And, the, and the players and, yeah. and all of that. Listen, I, for me, this this league here in in, in the north, the Irish league is is underestimated. You know, um, the big thing is, is fitness levels. You know, and, and, and that comes with obviously full time. The standard of players look is is, is top drawer. You know, they're just every way as good as as some of the players down there. Um, the league Ireland's a, it's a it's a great league. You know, it's an enjoyable league. It's challenging. There's only 10 teams in, in the league. Um, you're working under some sort of tight budgets as well compared to the, the, the bigger teams as Dundalk and Cork and Waterford and Shamrock Rovers. You know, that's, that's what you're trying to compete with. So that's the challenge inside of it. Uh, in terms of the players, you know, they're, they're, they're every way as good as the, the players up here. Can I ask you your opinion as a manager? So obviously certain teams in the years in the Irish League have tried full-time football. Lots have been made of Crusaders. Um, if you're in a situation as a manager where you've got a majority of your squad being full-time and then a few people just coming in and out Tuesday, Thursday nights, do you, do you, there's an imbalance in the squad and do you reckon that that, that could be what's, what the problem is at Crusaders? Possibly. Uh, I've looked at that and, and you know, I've spoke to uh, you know, I've good relationships with, with some of the guys crusaders and I must say that the job they're doing you know is fantastic uh, and the vision they have for the club is is, is very exciting um, and and it's exciting as well for the likes of myself and fo- young football managers to see that you know hopefully in the next lot of years that this league's going to go down the, the full-time route um, it's going to take a couple of years for that project to work um, and for me it has to be all or nothing you know it can't be you know, five or six players going full time, and, and and the rest, you know, coming in, in two nights a week. It, uh, for me, it'll not work. Uh, I think Limfield tried it a, a couple of years back, and it didn't it, it didn't work too well. So, for me, it has to be you know their full time club, and, and eventually, that's that's the route I, I see them going. Got it, James. Um, obviously, you're riding high this moment in time. 
Can Palomino go on and, and really push to, to try and win this league? Um, we haven't really thought about it, to be quite honest. Yes, we're doing well at the minute, but um, we're going to have some very tough challenges coming up. I mean, on, on Friday we have Glenavon at home. And if you beat Glenavon and you win your game in hand? <laughs> <laughs> well, you could say that, yeah. If we beat Glenavon, everyone's going to start talking to us about pushing for the league and start taking us serious. But if you get caught up in that sort of thing, I think it sort of puts you off. I think you have to think about the game on Friday. Do your business, work hard. As I said, that's what's got us in this position. And you never know. You never know where it can bring us. Are you enjoying your football more now than you've ever enjoyed it before? I think so. Yeah, I think I'm at the age. Now. I can't believe you said that to me sitting here. Seriously, <laughs> thanks very much, Mosey. Cheers. I think so, just because of my age. To be quite honest, I've, I'm now 25. I'm relaxed. Uh, of things going on outside of football, you know, in my personal life, which is very good. And I think I'm just enjoying it for that reason that I'm, you know, I feel at home. This is the Bet McLean Football Show from Cool FM. Right, prediction time, and a lot's been made of your. Lack of predictions in recent weeks, Beagle? Listen, it's an unpredictable league. What can I tell you? Ironically enough, David Healy was congratulating me last night after his team won in the League Cup against Institute because I got his result against Dungannon correct. So I'll take that coming from him because he, he's a guy who is very hard to please, <laughs> as you two guys might know. That's what I love about you, Steve. You always look at the positive. There's <laughs> 10 negatives, but you'll find the one positive. <laughs> but you're under pressure because you predicted that Balamina would win, Balamina well, would win last weekend. I, I, that not on our, but just quietly to, to a friend, uh, Eamon McCarthy, we were talking about it, and I uh, did say that I fancied Balamina to, to, uh, to, to beat Crusaders. Well, let's start at, at Ballymena. Um, James, how, how do you feel and, and what's the mood in the squad going into Friday night? You're at home, the pitch looks amazing. And um, yeah, Glen Avon, who are riding high? Yeah, we're, obviously we're very confident, coming off the back of a very good win against Crusaders. Um, and if we do, you know, start believing that we can take three points off, off the bigger sort of sides in the league, uh, we're carried in again. Um, if we put a performance in like we did last Saturday, then you know, we won't be too far away. Bigger. It's one of the games of the season. I've been so impressed by Balamina. Like their third, I, I, I did think they had a chance maybe of finishing in the top four this season, Pete, but they're surpassing my expectations of them. And you've got to give credit to David Jeffrey and his players, his new look team, they're playing a new style. They're really exciting to watch. And you've got Glenavon, who have been the team of the season so far. It's going to be an absolute belter. The midfield battle between you and Mark Sykes is going to be interesting, Nolsey. Mm -hmm. That could have a big burn on the outcome. But there's so many quality players and so many... Do you fear Sykes' pace? A wee bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honest? <laughs> but there's so many players who are playing good football at the moment, Pete. And that's what makes it such a fascinating battle to watch. The tactical battle as well between Gary Hamilton and David Jeffrey. That's another cracker. You know, can't wait to see that too, to see how they set the teams up, if they'll do anything different this week. And I've said all along that for me, Glenavon are the best team away from home in the Irish League. Um, nothing that I've watched this season would um, dissuade me from that view. But Ballymena United have been brilliant. And I'm not one to sit in the fence, but I think it's going to be a cracking 2-2 draw. I knew there was a butt comma. No, I do. I, I just think both teams are playing so well that neither will lose. 
and uh, I think it's going to be a, a brilliant game to watch too. too. Right, okay, let's get to the real prediction now, Jared. <laughs> no pressure. Yeah, listen, I, I watched Glen Avon two weeks ago against Glen Thorne. Um, really good team. Um, two lads up front, handful. Uh, and I know Balamina have been playing a different system. I think they're playing a 3 5 2 this year. So Glen Avon have two decent wingers and can stretch them. And, and I think there's going to be goals in this game. Uh, for me, I'm going to go 3 3. I think. You know, it's 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 a tight one in terms of who's going to win it. There'll be a bit of pressure on you know the informed teams and going three 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 three. Can't wait. Right, <laughs> um, right. Newry at home um, against Crusaders, and uh, I mean, where do you start with that? Well, do you know what? I can't wait now to hear Noel's predictions because he's played for most other teams in the Irish League. You've played for about half of them, James, haven't you? This one here. I mean, they both come off the back of two bad results. Yeah, Newry. I know Darren Mullen's been really disappointed, although encouraged by his team's performance against Glenavon. They lost 2-0, but by all accounts, they played pretty well. So I think that'll give a bit of positivity to the dressing room. But I look at Crusaders, and they're so up and down, Pete. You know, once they maybe win a couple in the trot, you think they're going to go on a run like they've done in the past four or five seasons. And then they blow up. Balamina were deserved winners against them last week really um, took them to the cleaners in many respects so Crusaders they have to win because at some stage Crusaders are going to fall so far behind Glenavon, Linfield and Balamina that they will be out of this title race because those three teams aren't going to mess up like you would need them to if you're that far behind so I've got to go for Crusaders even though Newry we might fancy this one I'm going to go 2-1 the cruise. James? Yes, I think it's a really bad time to be playing Crusaders at the minute. I think they're going to be really up for this. And as Biko says, we're sort of just waiting on them turning the corner and going on a run. And I think this weekend they're going to win convincingly, I think, 3-0 Crusaders. Jared? Yeah, I, I think, you know, we're being disrespectful to Newry. I think it's a great game for... Crusaders to bounce back and, and, and try and put it on together. Um, I'm going for Crusaders 2-0. All right, OK, let's get into Saturday. Institute at home to Coleraine. Is Rodney Macquarie under pressure already? No, I don't think so. I, and I just spoke about this before we come on air, about Coleraine and how, how good a board they have, uh, an understanding board, you know, and I think, you know, with the job Warren done there beforehand, uh, a lot of credit should go to to the board in, in terms of you know sticking by them and, and, and you know seeing a vision, and I think that'll be the case here with with um, with Rodney, um, good manager, young manager. You know it's a bit like the situation when I took over Clevenville coming off the back of one of the, well, the most successful manager in the club's history, Tommy Breslin. You know sometimes you're on ahead and nothing, no matter what you do, you know you're you're going to be judged which is a difficult scenario to go into. So I don't think he's under pressure. I think he'll get it right through time. Uh, Ronnie's a great manager, a great coach, and he's some really good players there. So, you know, I think it'll be a bit like the Crusaders scenario. They'll, they'll, they'll go on a little run somewhere and, and hopefully pretty soon. And Coleraine going to the Brandywell will be a bit feisty, I would imagine. Well, it's a one o'clock kickoff, so um, we just hope there's going to be no trouble. I'm, I'm sure there won't be. It's um, a big match for Coleraine. I've, I've actually watched Institute's last two matches. They won 1-0 at Warren Point and were really solid. Michael McCrudden scored an absolute belter of a goal. And then they played against Linfield and they were garbage. 
they let Linfield run all over them. Paddy McLaughlin would have been fuming at that performance because they let themselves down, in my opinion. Because Institute showed me at the weekend they're much better than that. So he'll be looking for a reaction. I think he'll get one. I think Coleraine, they're struggling confidence-wise. It must be low. I'm going to go 1-1. I think Institute can get a point against them. James? Yeah, it's sort of the same situation as Crusaders at the minute. I think, uh, again, we're sort of waiting on the form changing of, of Coleraine and picking up a few uh, good victories. But I think, again, on Saturday, they'll be disappointed after last night's going out of, going out of the cup. And again, I think it's a hard time to play Coleraine. I, I think they'll be up for it. And I fancy Coleraine to go, go there and win 2-0. And your prediction for it? I would say uh, a 3-1 Coleraine. 3-1 Coleraine, okay. Cliff and Villa against Glen Torren. Glen's have had some week, Cliff and Villa have had a good week. Should be a good game. Yeah, um, again, I've been very impressed with Glen Torren this year. Uh, when it was a Sligo, we played them in pre-season, uh, and Ronnie being Ronnie, saying, oh, we're having a chance this year, we're having this and we're having that, and his experience is, is obviously second to none. You know, and has he always played it down? He, he has. He's like he, I have a lot of respect for the man. You know, right through since I've started managing, I would I would speak to Ronnie maybe two or three times a week, um, and pickling his brain about everything. And you know, he, he, he's he's great. Uh, and to say behind every good man is is, is a great woman. And, and Anne, his wife, is always sitting there, fighting me everyone and 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 Ferry and and and, and you know supporting him. So. Uh, like I say, he's made some really shrewd signings, um, but experienced some Scottish lads, very physical, strong, uh, fit, organised, and for me, I think they're sitting in a false position in this league at the minute. I heard in the grapevine he made Curtis Allen take the 100 t-shirt that he has been wearing for the last couple of weeks and he hadn't scored with it on. He wouldn't let him wear it on Saturday, I believe. And then Curtis goes out and scores. Scores well, yeah. No, yeah, it's worked then. <laughs> Great management, <laughs> Ronnie's on behalf. Um, no, as I say, listen, I, uh, again, I, I've been really impressed with him. Uh, and the games against Glen Torn and Clevenville are always quite feisty. Um, Clevenville, again, you know, they've won, I think, uh, two in the bounce, if I'm right in saying that. Uh, and, and again, they, they haven't really hit top form yet. Um, they could go through a game and you think, geez, they're not in it, or they're getting beat 1 0, or it's 0 0, and up pops Joe. Gormley or, or Rory Donnelly or Jay Donnelly, you know, and that's that's the, the strike force to have. So for me, I think it's going to be a tight one. I think, um, and probably not be a popular one, I think 2-1 Glen Torn. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Out of interest, your time at Cliftonville, how do you look back on it now, Jared? I loved it. Uh, and, I, and I must say, like, as I said, it was, a, it was a very, very difficult decision um, to... To go to Slagger Rovers because of you know I had a really good relationship with with the chairman Jar Dollar. Um, he did say to me, "You'd be home in two months." You know that league is a second league, and you know uh, he was almost right. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was. He was about uh, what 16, 16 months out, <laughs> um, and I think that made me more determined uh, than than anything. And, and and anyone that knows me beforehand, and James will tell you, I'm always a into my, my full-time football and it's always something that I, that I wanted to pursue and you know as I say he was very supportive of, of, of me when I was there and, and he gave me my chance you know after Tommy left and and, uh, and backed me to health and, and have a lot of you know fond memories at Cliftonville you know uh, winning the league obviously as coach under Tommy and Minto and then when I took over Cliftonville you know we, we again we were going down the development and 
trying to build a, a team that was going to challenge. Um, first season we won the League Cup there uh, as a manager and we got to Europe and, and got to the, the second round of Europe which is you know, a big achievement. Um, and then obviously you know, we signed Joe to goal and we were trying to kick on and, and you know, I pushed on the, the, the full time and, and that's, that's obviously the nature of the beast of, of being a football manager. So sometimes you make a right decision, sometimes you make a wrong. I don't have any regrets you know, and that's, that's, that's the way it is. And as I say, I, I'm a, a big fan of Cliftonville and I love how to, to go about their business. Okay, well, you're now back in the good books after that prediction. <laughs> Cliftonville will win for me. Glen Torn have been impressive, and um, that was a brilliant result they got against Coleraine in the League Cup, but um, I think it might have taken a bit out of them too, and that's why I see Cliftonville winning. They had the result of their season so far last weekend, Pete winning at Coleraine. Barry Gray will be desperate that they kick on from that, and I, I think they can. I'm going to go Cliftonville to win that one, 3-1. James? Yes, again, it's two clubs that I've been at recently, Glen Torn last year and obviously Cliftonville for three or four years. And it's always been feisty. It has. Um, Cliftonville's come off the back of a very good win away to Coleraine. And the Glens, their last night, going through in penalties against Coleraine as well. I think it'll be a tight match, but with Cliftonville's firepower, I think they're just going to be too much for Glen Torn. I'm going to stick with Pico here and go 3-1. Can I ask you, what was it like playing with Liam Boyce and Joe Gormley when he's won the title? Unbelievable. Uh, you're, you'd be playing in a game and they would literally just pop up out of nothing and, and score a goal. Um, as me as a midfielder, with players like that always shown, they made my job look very easy. And the year we were there they they were unbelievable in the title winning season brilliant good times great memories yeah and you're still to push on this season so but if Balamina win it that might even usurp what Cliftonville did <laughs> um, okay Linfield at home to Warren Point can only see one result I was at the Warren Point match last week when they lost 1-0 to Institute and um, Steve McDonald was not a happy bunny he ripped through his team after the match um, uh, told them that that was an unacceptable performance. Personally, I didn't think it was that bad, but obviously Stephen has got very high standards. Um, but Linfield last night here, when they beat Institute 5-0, were pairing. They really were outstanding. And um, Michael O'Connor in particular, what a sign and he has proven to be. A word for Niall Quinn as well. We were talking about Levi Ives and his free kicks. I think Niall and Levi should have a free kick contest because they're both brilliant at them. And um, Niall scored a brilliant free kick here last night. I can only see one, one outcome. I'm going to go 4-1 to the Blues. A lot has been made of Ballymena. An awful lot has been made of Glen Alvin. Linfield are just going about their business. and no one's, I mean, don't get me wrong, they're top of the league, granted, and they're playing really good football. But, I mean, it's, a, it's, it's night and day compared to last season. And that's the way David Healy wants it. He wants that low-key nature around Linfield at the moment. He's not going to get it, obviously, because Linfield are the club that's most talked about in this league. But I think I've been really impressed by the way he's gone about his business in terms of man management this season. I think he learned a heck of a lot from last season when it all went pear-shaped for Linfield. What happened last season was a joke for them, um, and David Healy knows it. But the guy won a treble in his first um, full campaign as boss. So he certainly has something about him. He's got quality players as well. You look at boys like Joel Cooper, Jamie Mulgrew, 
Jimmy Callagher, Roy Carroll, they're all top class players in their positions and they will be the team to beat in the league this season and Warren Point won't get any joy on Saturday. What's your score prediction, Jared? Score prediction, I think Limfield, like Stephen says, the uh, the two teams that for me that's recruited the best this year is Limfield and, and Balamina. Um, you know, Danny Kearns, O'Connor, Cooper, you know, they're all exciting players, they'll get you goals. Uh, and and like Stephen says, David would have learned an awful lot last year as a manager, um, more so than the first year when he won the treble. You know, you learn more when you when you have him succeeded. So for me, they're the team that uh, is going to be up there, and I, I would say 3-0 Linfield. Yeah, um, I don't see nothing else uh, for this game. Linfield, as they've said, has recruited very well. It seems like they've replaced Paul Smith and Cooper and Kearns and O'Connor coming in and scoring a lot of goals, and they've been very impressive. Um, so this game, I think, 4-0 Linfield. All right, okay. Uh, final game of the weekend, Ards against Ngannon. And Colin Nixon, well, I know I was at the game, was hurting after a 4-0 drop in a doable last weekend. Very important match down at the bottom. It really is. Um, this is a proper six-pointer. At the start of the season, you wouldn't have thought that Ards and Dungannon would have been like where they are right now. But they've got to start getting results to get out of trouble. And this is a massive match. This is as big in its own way as the Balamina Glenavon match on Friday night. I'm going to go Dungannon to win 2-1. Just have a hunch that um, Dungannon will go there and get the result. Wonder what your hunches have been like in recent weeks. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chris Lindsay will hope this one's right. Uh, James? Yes, it's going to be a very exciting match. Two teams sort of down the bottom fighting for their lives. I was actually impressed with Dungannon when they came to Balamina to play against us and they got a one, one each draw. Um, Ards again down there is very tough. It's a very tough place to go as as Limfield know and we knew we ended up beating them two one. Um, so this game, I think it's going to be a draw. I'm going to go for one each. One each. Go ahead, Jared. Again, listen. I've been in these dog fights at, at Slagger Rovers, and these are the games where if you are going to survive. You know, both managers be thinking these are the games we really need to win. You know, anything else like the Linfield game with, with Callum the other week is a massive bonus. Where they've probably looked at it and said, you know, we're not going to win this. It's a bonus we have won it. But both managers will be looking and saying, well, this is the this is the one that we need to win. Um, I think it'll be very very close. I'm going to say one each as well. Can I ask you, Jared? Would you like to go into Irish League management again? Absolutely, uh, I wouldn't. Rule anything out, Stephen. Um, I have a lot of a lot of respect for the this league. It's a it's a great league with great players, great um, you know people running the clubs as well. As I said to you before, they're very loyal people, um, and majority of them are football people. So, as I say, I'll never never uh, rule anything out, um, and and you know, we'll say we'll see after after the holiday where where we are. Thank you very much for coming on. You. Wish you every success in the future. James, same, and uh, good luck this weekend. We look forward to Friday night, don't we, Pico? Oh, listen, that is going to be a cracker. really is. It's going to be one of the best games of this season. Absolutely. Uh, thank you very much for watching. That's it for this week. Enjoy your weekend's football, and we'll see you next week.